Hello, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Woe Now, the podcast bringing you candid conversations relevant to the masses. I don't know if you hear it in my voice, but I am exhausted. (laughs) It's the weekend. I don't even understand how I'm this tired, but I am. And as I near another week of school and near another set of exams and midterms are coming up i am just trying to keep pushing forward so i hope that you're doing okay (laughs) Uh, and if you understand what i what i'm going through we're in the same boat and we're in this together so you keep fighting and i will too So today is part two of my conversation with my dear friend, Cameron, uh, where we talk more about sustainability, um, talking about how we can kind of get our families into understanding some some sustainable practices that we uphold and um, consumerism. We love that conversation. So after the break, stay tuned for part two of my conversation with Cameron. You are listening to Problems with Environmentalist Culture, part two. Kind of shifting to um, the consumerism side of things. So before Christmas, I attended Huey's final meeting of the fall semester. And I really didn't expect to like become as enlightened um, on the topic of consumerism as I was after that conversation. Because I really don't think that I've considered just how... Uh, like wasteful Christmas and similar holidays truly are. Um, I typically don't have money to spend on consumerist holidays. So like it's never been an issue for me because I'm not like buying anyone anything. But also, you know, I have to think about, you know, the other side of that is who's buying things for me and do I actually keep those things? So Um, Of course, you know, the holidays just passed. And so I wanted to know, um, how did you remain conscious of the types of gifts that you were buying people this year um, with, you know, the, I guess, with consumerism being on the brain? I mean, how I personally handle buying gifts for people Well, before I even say that, that's why I always have to emphasize how sustainability is more in like, you know, sustainable. That is why I have to say like, and always emphasize how sustainability is more than just an action. It really does start mentally and being like a mindset and being considerate and deliberate in your actions in general, which are just already good, you know, qualities to um, develop internally but as far as handling you know getting gifts for people I just try to be very intentional and 
get people gifts that I know they're going to want, know that they're going to use. So, you know, you can achieve that in different ways. Knowing someone well is a great place to start, or you can just ask them exactly what they want. Like with my mom, I just asked her exactly what she wanted. She still ended up returning everything I got her because, (laughs) you know, it was what she wanted. It was somehow still not exactly what she wanted, but (laughs) that's fine. Um, But um, I think one thing I did differently this year in a bit of an attempt to, one, inspire my siblings to think a little differently about gifting and like, you know, stuff like that. But also because myself, like, I do want to work on accumulating fewer things because I already have everything I need like I there's I don't lack anything that I need to survive so I don't want to just be accumulating things especially because I don't have a permanent residence or anything like that um but I asked my baby sisters to make a donation on my behalf to an organization a charitable organization that they really felt like aligned with you know my interests aligned with who they feel like I am as a person. And it was actually really sweet and really heartfelt on Christmas because my sister like put together a little presentation for me and like showed me like, this is like the donation I made for you. This is what it's like doing for people. And like, this is why I thought of you when I found this organization. And, and like that actually, it made me like tear up for real. And like definitely more so than any like object she could have bought me because like, just knowing how much thought she put into it and like knowing the type of impact that it, you know, hopefully has for other people. Like, I think that's more heartwarming than like, I don't know what she could have got me, like a pair of socks or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I, um, I think that you bring up a very great point at that. Like you don't have to always get like a tangible item. Like it could be you, doing something like past like paying it forward and and that could be you know your way of honoring the person that you want to honor but in the name of service or like you know doing something for someone else so I think that that's um that's I mean that's a great gift to give um and then I also wanted to kind of ask you you know I think that right now a lot of people are kind of using consumerism to cope with the pandemic kind of in, in a way that I feel like a lot of people have never experienced before because a lot of the same joys that we would get out of, you know, going places and like spending money in person, you know, they're kind of doing that in isolation um, in order to sustain. And so, you know, do you have any advice for individuals who may want to decrease or adopt new ways of engaging in consumerism in like a more conscious way? I would say if you want to engage with consumerism in a more conscious way and become a more conscious consumer, like before anything, you need to take a step back and really look at yourself and your own habits. Cause if you don't even know what you're doing, and you don't even know the full extent of like how much, how much, you know, let's just say clothes, like how much clothes you're buying, how often, how much money you're spending, you know, 
you have to collect some data before you can really understand how you need to change. So, you know, that would be my advice. First step is you need to really understand yourself and know what you're doing. Like if you know that if you're up late, you're going to going on clothing, you know, clothing website. If you know late nights, you know, you end up on Fashion Nova and scrolling on Instagram, you decide you need to buy something, uh, you know, just knowing yourself and knowing how you're going to act, like that's going to help you in the future say like, you know what, after 12 a.m., I can't be on Instagram because it's going to make me buy something. So that's like the first step. And then I don't know, because like with anything, like if you want to change it, like you just got to just, you know, collect data, do your research. I know for myself, so my my resolution for 2019 was... Was it 2019? These years really just blending together. It couldn't have been 2020. <laughs> that was, yeah, my 2020 resolution definitely didn't come true. But um, 2019, yeah, I think my resolution, yeah, it was 2019. 2019, my resolution was to not buy any clothes for a whole year. So, yeah, whole year I wasn't going to buy any clothes. And um, I really did that, like, just as a challenge to myself to see, you know, how I could do and to learn about myself as well. Because I was like, I I have clothes already. Like I don't need to buy more clothes. Like, so my rules for 2019 was only buying clothes that I need. Like if it's something I need to replace and, you know, some things like underwear, you got to like replace every so often. I don't know if that's like, you can't get that in the podcast. It's not illegal. Yeah, no, it's not (laughs) a curse word to say underwear. But, you know, yeah, some things basically, you know, you got to replace them every year and stuff but it was really interesting because I really learned that I don't need to buy clothes as much as I was before and like even not just because like I don't need more clothes but also because there are other ways I can fulfill myself and feel happy and feel you know engaged with my wardrobe and my sense of self-expression and all those type of things so you'll learn a lot about yourself too if you ever undertake a you know major life change um and it made me feel really good because it was in the name of doing something better for the environment and definitely even though I don't still have that same challenge for myself or that same restriction for myself I I definitely it definitely has had a long-term impact like I definitely don't feel the need to buy new clothes more I don't feel the need to keep up with trends or stuff like I wasn't doing that. I for sure wasn't doing that before because I know you saw me walking around campus, girl. You know <laughs> girl, you were styling and profiling uniquely. Period. Yeah, unique. That's a kind <laughs> word. Thanks for that. Because <laughs> it was not. Yeah, I'm gonna take unique, but um, you know, yeah, you learn a lot. You learn a lot. I hope you know that was some good advice for someone that can take that advice because, yeah. Yeah, I think that sometimes, I mean, sometimes sustainability and being environmentally conscious is uncomfortable. Like for me, I, um, 
the New Year's resolution that I gave myself was not using plastic bags when I go to the grocery store. So, and I go to the grocery store a lot. So that was a lot of plastic bags that I would just kind of take when I really didn't want them. Like I didn't want them. I didn't need them. Um, And so I've been using self-checkout a lot, which I don't know if that really does anything for anybody, but you know, I have not, collected a plastic bag um and I've only eaten out once this year so um and that was at Chipotle which has paper bags so like you know I've I've really been trying to really practice what I preach and I feel like I gave myself a head start um at my new year's resolution by you know taking reusable bags even before the new year started so like I was already implementing what I wanted to do and it's been going well. You know, I've put myself in some uncomfortable situations at Target when I didn't have, you know, any more space in my bag and I had to carry, you know, the item that I had just bought out of the store just in my hand. It was weird. And, you know, I, I started to explain myself to the, to the checkout woman, but I'm like, there's no need to explain. This is my life, you know? And it may be weird, but like, it didn't kill you. And like, you know, yeah. you're everyone's better off for it. So exactly. yeah, people definitely should be willing to be a bit uncomfortable, you know. And you you don't grow in your comfort zone. So mm-hmm. good on you. I'm very proud of you as well. It makes me happy as your friend to hear you. Thank you. Have adopted that for the new year. I mean, the conversation that you led inspired me. I heard the suitcase story and I was literally cringing because I just, I couldn't. Um, at the last Huey meeting, uh, or Huey meeting of the year, someone talked about how they went grocery shopping in DC with a suitcase because they were not paying for bags. And that truly shook me to my core because like me, like the person that I am not wanting to attract attention to myself, the idea of rolling around a suitcase in order to lug my groceries back to my dorm, like literally almost made me cry. I, I wouldn't know what to do. Like that would make me so uncomfortable, but I mean, that's commitment. You know, that is, that is a commitment to doing what you got to do. Exactly. That might be fun though. May- when we're back on campus, maybe we should go do that together. That I mean, he he told me to try it, and so I might. You know, I think that carrying books out of a Target, you know, was was something. And and it was like, it was twelve notebooks and like a little pack of like mini bullet journal notebooks. So like, this was not a small load. Like, this was definitely bag worthy, <laughs> and it was weird. But you know. I, you know, I didn't die and the receipt was in my hand. So nobody can come for me. You know, I paid for them. So, you know, but um, kind of wrapping everything up, I just wanted to ask you some questions about, you know, your major and what you hope to do um, with a civil engineering degree. And so how do you foresee your chosen field of study being able to impact, I guess, your passion, like environmentalism, sustainability, what what do you hope to to be able to do for the world? What do I hope to do for the whole world? That's, <laughs> you know, um, so 
First of all, I came to Howard and I wanted to study environmental engineering, but Howard doesn't have environmental engineering. They only have civil engineering degree. So that's why I ended up in civ. So that being said, I feel like I still have a lot to learn about civil engineering to really see if that's what I want to do for real. Like, you know, it's going great. <laughs> it's going really great uh, academically. Um, what do I want to do for the whole world? I just want to have a career like that can really impact people in a positive way. And I think with civil engineering, you know, maintaining, developing, designing infrastructure, which is like the basis of society is definitely, you know, a way of supporting and helping others and working on projects that impact, you know, possibly millions of people at a time. So I definitely feel confident that I'll have the ability to, you know, benefit many people in my lifetime with whatever work I end up doing. However, still on the road of determining exactly what, you know, I will be doing. I plan to go get my PhD after I graduate. So I'm still figuring out exactly what I want to study for that. Um, you know, so I, I can't tell you right this second, honestly, what I'm going to be doing, but I know what I am passionate about doing. I'm really passionate about youth. I'm really passionate about educating others and sharing information with others. Um, you know, I'm very passionate about public health and I feel like my dream job is out there, but it just doesn't have a title yet. So yep. Maybe I can be, you know, first something and get a fancy little reward and exactly. that would be really cool. But I, you know, I'm, I'm just on some sort of path, you know, God's will not so just every day learning that I can, following what's interesting to me. And, you know, I really do just trust God will work out the rest for me. So, yeah. Cameron is walking in her purpose daily, truly. And, um, you know, she talks the talk and she walks the walk. Like she truly does, you know, help and mentor young kids. Like I I remember freshman year and, you know, I had just met you, I think, but you were tutoring some students who were in. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so nice. Because like, I mean, freshmen, a lot of freshmen are just kind of focused on you know, their first moments of freedom and parties and stuff like that. But like, this was like a Friday and Cameron was, you know, in our um, engineering, like study room, you know, helping somebody else. And so I, I really just, I don't know. I admire you, girl. I, I admire you. Yes. Those days in Nesby Jr. That was my Friday afternoon, Saturday morning. So, you know, Post 2020, us being, you know, off campus, sometimes do kind of feel like maybe should have been at some parties and stuff, but it definitely was worth it. And I definitely love kids and stuff like that. So, yeah. yes, happy to be doing what I'm doing and positively impacting others. So, exactly. Um, for listeners out there whose 
parents or family members don't really understand kind of some of some of the unorthodox uh, positive, positive environmental choices that they make, like if they call their compost trash or, you know, whatever, what would you say to, I guess, kind of educate those family members um, and, you know, enlighten them on what, what really is going on? Um, I think, you know, I guess, yeah, some, some choices may be more appealing to parents than others. I don't think my parents are at the level that they're ready to accept compost yet. Um, But other things, you know, that I've promoted to them, like reusable Ziploc bags, like the silicone ones, instead of us constantly buying, you know, Mm -hmm. the actual Ziploc bags and stuff like that. Like, if you can really get people to appreciate something from the economic standpoint, Mm -hmm. they, you know, are much more likely to, um, you know, endear themselves to it I believe so maybe you might have to approach some things at a different angle with your parents and kind of come to them with the financial benefits but you know everybody's not always going to get it so just keep doing what you're doing if you have a project you're working on and people are like this is dumb or like this is a waste of time this is cash just keep doing what you're doing and you know people will really continue to watch and, you know, hopefully it can just catch on that way. But I don't know. Is that good advice? Is that yes, the experience you had? I think your, it, called your compost trash? Yes. My mom, she like, I mean, but I had, cause we eat a lot of vegetables. Like we, we eat a lot of vegetables and I'm like, you know, I started a compost and so I'm trying to, you know, help the environment. And I, I mean, we eat a lot of vegetables, so there was a lot of stuff for me to put in my compost. And um, like she would kind of get upset because, you know, I would store it in the freezer because I'm not like just going to compost every day. Like I'm not just going to add to the pile every day. You got to add it in increments, you know. And so um, she would get upset because, you know, we freeze a lot of food, you know, for later because we don't waste. And, um, you know, she would get upset because she couldn't tell compost from soup. Like it was not soon not you had your mama eating compost I didn't have her eating compost it was just like she could not tell the difference when they were all in the same freezer and so she was like please put it in like a garbage bag in in if I accidentally ate some compost that was (laughs) no she didn't eat the compost but it was just like I can't tell what's compost Mm -hmm. and like what is soup or like something that she's frozen to eat later so yeah I mean I mean I get it but you know she didn't understand it at first but you know I think she's just keep doing what you're doing maybe in your specific situation some labels or something will help but yeah you just got to keep on doing what you're doing even when the people around you don't necessarily get it right away yeah true yeah well thank you so much Cameron I love this conversation so much um shout out your social medias if you feel comfortable social medias I just (laughs) uh I mean I have my little Instagram page but everybody should really follow the Huey accounts h-u-w-e-a-o-r-g on Instagram as well as Twitter Mm -hmm. and also follow so you can attend a Huey meeting once we um, start up again for the semester, mm-hmm. um, I don't know when this will be posted. Maybe we will have already had our first meeting of the semester. But yeah, follow 
at Huey Org so you can attend a meeting yourself and have a great conversation just like we did with Annalisa the other day. So yeah, those are the socials. Um, but I guess my personal one is at C-A-M-E-R-Y-N-A. So Cameron A. So yeah, that's everything. Annalisa, thank you so much for having me because I love chatting with you too. Like, yes. you know, for podcasts and just for fun. Yes, Cameron... Cameron is one of my one of my great friends and I feel like I'm always learning something from you so this was great still exhausted I perked up just a little bit because I realized something and I will tell you what I realized after closing the show thank you so much for joining me for another episode of whoa now Um, I hope you enjoyed my second half of my conversation with Cameron Um, I am even thinking about uploading this half of the uh, conversation on either YouTube or Instagram as like a digital video file. So, um, but you won't know about that unless you follow us on Instagram. So make sure to follow the podcast at WoNowPod on Instagram and at WoLaw on Twitter. Anyway, back to what I realized. So this is episode nine of the effing problem series that's crazy and you know what that means that means that we have one episode left yeah that's what that means so if you have not listened to all of the episodes that are a part of the effing problem series make sure to go listen to those um before we hit our season oh my gosh it's a season finale wow This is so exciting. So, yes. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to stay tuned for next week's episode, episode 10. Subscribe to the show. Follow on whatever platform platform you enjoy streaming podcasts. Um, and please remember to stay safe, stay healthy, stay hydrated. And I will see you all next week. Of course, I have to give a shout out to the people that make this show possible. Shout out to Peyton Mack for the graphics. You can follow her on Instagram at underscore miss dot Mac underscore. And of course, we have to shout out Isaiah Sims for the amazing theme music. You can follow him at Zay Sims underscore on Instagram and at Zay Sims no underscore on SoundCloud. I, of course, am Annalisa Law, reminding you to remember that life is a journey, not a destination, so live accordingly. Bye!